I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Hello loves and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. It's Meg here as always and thank you so much for joining me here again this week. I am really excited to be sitting down with you and chatting some more about the nervous system. Now if you were here last week we talked about kind of like a theme that I was noticing amongst the clients that I worked with like the previous week. So like I had said last week, and by the way, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, it might be a good idea to go back because I actually talk about why moving through times of uncertainty can feel so scary and so uncomfortable. And I think this is a really important topic. And as I was saying, is this is actually a theme that I noticed in my client sessions as we were having sessions a couple of weeks ago. It just seemed like every single client that I met with that week were moving through a time of uncertainty and feeling kind of like activated or dysregulated around the situation of having a lot of unknowns come up in their life. So I recorded that podcast episode and then while I was recording that and getting near the end of the episode, I actually said, you know what, I'm just going to kind of like continue this conversation because last week was more about explaining and understanding why feeling like we're going through times of uncertainty and having a lot of unknowns in our life, why that can feel so activating and uncomfortable. And I really wanted to spend today talking more about the language of the nervous system and how to actually show your nervous system safety because that's something that I ended last week's episode with. I asked you what it would be like to show your nervous system safety. And like I said, I really want to get into that today. Like what does that actually mean when I suggest showing your nervous system safety? Because showing your nervous system safety is actually a lot different than like telling your nervous system or telling yourself that, hey, you know what? Everything's okay. Things are like, I'm safe right now. And that's actually in my mind, I didn't even like make notes for this, but in my mind now, uh, that's opening up a huge other conversation about maybe why, if you've ever tried mantras or affirmations, like why those may have not worked for you in the past. But before I dive into today's episode, like I am genuinely excited to 
talk about today's topic. I am like, I love talking about this sort of thing. It's one of my greatest passions is supporting my clients in regulating and discharging and dissolving trauma from their nervous systems and just really helping them through that type of somatic trauma-informed lens. And it's funny because I planned this topic last week and I was actually chatting with one of my clients last week saying how I always record my podcast episodes like the day before the podcast releases and she just like could not believe that I wasn't pre-recording my episodes and I was telling her like I just you know I really enjoy recording these episodes the day of because I always kind of like to feel into my body and just see what's coming up for me that week and see what I personally feel like called to share about that week and she just couldn't believe how like quote unquote like last minute you know I left it because that's that's kind of like it seems like there's almost like two different people right it's like the people that like to check things off and get them done far ahead of time so it's not this thing that kind of like stresses them out and They know they have it all taken care of and that sort of thing. And then I think there's like another group of people which I feel like I fall into and I've been like this my entire life. And maybe you're like me, but it's more like we are okay. Like it's not like we're procrastinating or leaving things like down to the wire just like for the thrill of it, but it actually feels better in our systems to just like do things on our own time and that might look like you know close to the deadline or whatever it is anyways I just wanted to just like kind of do that personal share with you and bring some realness into this episode and Maybe that resonates with you. Maybe you're like me and you feel like, you know, all these other people are doing things far ahead of time and here you are, you know, like kind of leaving things more, I don't want to say till the last minute, but you know, like closer to the deadline and it still works for you and maybe it actually feels good in your system and I just encourage you to honor that because you know yourself better than anyone. You know your system better than anyone. And it's more about like honoring that rather than feeling like there's something wrong with us and we need to change the way that we're doing things because someone else is doing it differently, right? Just because someone else is doing something differently doesn't mean the way you're doing things is wrong or the timing of the way you do things is wrong. And anyways, that's kind of one of the messages that was coming up for me today. And I just thought I would share that before we actually got into today's episode. So I hope that resonates with at least one of you. Now, I know a lot of you also really enjoy like my 
wedding planning updates. Now we are almost two months away from wedding day, which is pretty um, crazy. And two months. No, I just jumped ahead a little bit. I was thinking it was June. Now I got ahead of myself. We are nearly three months away. So there, that makes me feel a little more at ease knowing that it's three months, but, um, regardless three months, it's coming up quickly. And I just wanted to share a little bit of an update just because, like I said, I know a lot of you have been asking for them and you really like when I share these things. So I did end up having my hair trial on Monday of this week and I, thought I would go with an updo just because I always wear my hair down and I thought I would look a little bit more like fancy with an updo and you know if I was wearing my hair down I just thought maybe I would feel a little bit more casual relaxed laid back that sort of thing and also I really wanted to like show off the back of my dress and my hair is quite long like it's past my belly button these days which so it's really long and I thought you know an updo is going to be the best option here so I get an updo done this past Monday and it was just not it for me um I just like you know when your hair is done a certain way and you just don't feel yourself like immediately So I knew like, okay, this is not what I want. And then I put my dress on and yeah, I just like didn't feel like how I would want to feel on wedding day, like as a bride, you know, and our hair plays such a role in that. I think it's so interesting. So anyways, I rebooked like another trial and I'm going to do another um, kind of like hairstyle, but with my hair down just because I do feel more myself that way. So hopefully the second trial goes much better and I love it. And then I can have that checked off my list. So anyways, like I said, I just wanted to give you that update, but now let's move over to learning the language of the nervous system and also communicating with our nervous system in a way that can actually show safety. Um, That's actually like an effective way of doing that. So last week I was talking about, you know, what it would look like for you to show your nervous system that it's safe. And when, whenever we are communicating with our nervous system in any way, we really need to understand like the language that our nervous system speaks. So it doesn't communicate through the verbal language as you and I are communicating right now, even though you're not speaking back to me, um, I'm speaking to you, you're listening to my words. And the nervous system actually doesn't communicate in that way. So the nervous system actually communicates through the felt sense or sensations. And as I said before, if you've ever tried things like mantras or affirmations, and maybe you've been working on body image healing, for an example, 
because I know that's like a common one for many of my clients is working on body image stuff. And this is also a lot of the times when I will like kind of see people leaning on mantras or affirmations is, you know, saying things like I am beautiful and I feel confident in my skin. And, you know, we can say these words over and over and over again, but if we are not working with our nervous system in the way that it communicates, then we can just like continue to say these mantras or affirmations over and over again, but like nothing's really going to um, like stick or create any type of shift because that's actually not the language of the nervous system. And like I said, the language of the nervous system is felt sense and working with sensation. And so when we are trying to support our body in finding regulation when it's in a dysregulated state, we want to find something, anything that registers as good for us. Now, a great place to start is with something outside of the body. So instead of like jumping right into your body and like trying to find something within yourself as something that like might feel good, like for an example, you know, instead of just jumping right into your body and maybe like finding a place in your chest that feels good, for an example, like a better or more like easier option, especially if you're just starting out with this practice is to find something outside of your body that might feel good. So this is really where leaning on our five senses can be really helpful because our five senses not only allow us to find something that registers as good for us. But when we're using and leaning on our five senses, it's actually bringing us into the here and now. And when we're in a dysregulated state, we're not actually in the present. We're not in that ventral, in that here and now state. So that is why you will hear me suggest or any practitioners that do similar work to myself where we will suggest turning to sight or sound or touch or smell or taste because as soon as we lean on these five senses and one of them might speak to you more than all the others but your five senses have this beautiful ability to really bring you into the here and now so like I said starting off we want to find something that registers as good for us so moving through those five senses 
and I know I gave you a piece of homework last week, and this can be your piece of homework this week if you're looking for one. What I would suggest is playing around with your five senses and seeing which of those five senses, maybe there's one in particular or maybe there's two, but try to play around with them in different times throughout your day and see if one of those five senses really like works better for you than the others. So for an example, let's talk about your sense of sight first. So this would be like, I'm currently sitting in my office right now. And if I was to experiment with my sense of sight, I'm looking around my office right now and I'm just scanning the room for something that registers as good for me. Now, immediately my eyes go to my sweet little penny girl lying in her basket right beside me. So I'm just going to paint you a little picture. Penny's in her basket here. Her little paws are sticking up and I honestly cannot describe how she's lying without like a huge smile plastered onto my face. Okay. So immediately as I scan my office and my eyes land on Penny, I can sense, I can tell immediately that, okay, this feels good for me right now. Now I, the next step to this would be bringing in some curiosity here and getting curious as to, okay, well, how do I know this feels good for me, right? And like I said, immediately as I see her, I have this smile on my face, but not only that, I actually notice kind of like this rising energy, but it's a very like pleasant type of energy. It's a lightness, although it's energy, there's this light quality to it. And I feel that rising up in my chest. And so that is how our nervous system communicates with us. Remember, at the beginning of this episode, I was talking about how our nervous system actually doesn't communicate through the verbal language, right? So when I look at Penny lying here beside me, it's not like my nervous system is talking to me and is like, oh, wow, that feels really good for me. It's communicating with me through that felt sense as I just described to you. I have this smile on my face and when I bring in some curiosity, I can actually notice this energy rising up in my body into my chest and it's like this light energy that feels very pleasant for me. And so when we want to show our nervous system safety and bring in some more regulation, like I said, we want to start with one of those five senses. And I'm actually going to like walk you through each one of them, but we lean on one of our five senses and then notice what's happening inside. And we're always going to find eventually this might if this is a new practice for you it might take some time being able to bring your awareness to that sensation or give it more 
descriptive language. So when I was first starting my somatic journey, for an example, you know, I would be able to bring my awareness to how I was feeling inside. But maybe the extent of how I could describe that was, oh, I feel really calm, or I feel really grounded, or I feel really present, or I feel really still, right? And you can tell that like, although that's describing how I feel, it's not really describing the sensation that I feel inside. Whereas what I just did earlier when I was describing how I felt when I looked at Penny and felt that like rising light energy coming up into my chest that brought this huge smile to my face. That's this really like quite a descriptive, um, like a descriptive way of describing how I felt sensation wise in my body. And so if you're not able to give that language to the sensations that you're feeling inside right now, because this is something new for you, just know that that's okay too. We don't all start here where I am sharing how these sensations are like feeling in my body. So if you can only give you know, calmness or groundedness or stillness or present like I was able to at the beginning of this, the more you bring your awareness to these sensations that you notice inside, the better you'll get at giving language to that or descriptions to that because you're just going to have more awareness of what that actually feels like inside of your body. So we started with sense of sight. And like I said, I really do encourage you to practice this outside of today's podcast episode and really see which of your five senses maybe supports you the most. And I want to talk a little bit more about that later. So I'll come back to that. But moving on to your sense of touch. And so you don't have to use like your fingers to touch something. So this is another one of my regulating tools that I often lean on. And I know a lot of my clients enjoy this too. So while I am recording this podcast episode for you, I'm in this nice, big, comfy chair. And when I bring my awareness to where my body connects with the chair. So even like my legs and my butt and my back. So just noticing all of the points of connection between my body and the chair and seeing if I can bring my connection or my awareness right to that point of connection. So really noticing that sense of touch, right? Because my body is connected and touching this chair. And so that's another way to bring ourselves into the here and now and bring in more sense of safety. And just as we did before, when we're using our sense of sight, Once again, even using your sense of touch and no matter which sense you're leaning on, getting curious. Okay, so when I bring 
my awareness to that point of connection between my body and the chair that I'm sitting on right now, if that registers as something that's good for me, what do I notice happening inside? Right? And so right now when I bring my awareness to that point of connection between my body and the chair that I'm seated on right now, that definitely does register as something that is good for me. So I'll bring my curiosity to that and get curious. Okay, how do I know that that's good for me? What do I notice happening inside that registers as good for me? And so I can notice kind of like this weight at the bottom of my sit bones, like where I'm connected with the chair. And it's a very comforting type of weight. If I was to kind of give a temperature to it, there's just kind of like this very pleasant warming sensation there. And that really comforting heaviness sitting at the bottoms of my sit bones. And then moving on to our sense of smell. So I don't have anything near me right now to smell that is like particularly fragrant, like an essential oil or a candle or something like that. But this is just another one of your senses that you can lean on. So one of my absolute favorite smells, and I've actually been using my sense of smell a lot as a resource when I go out for my walks in the morning. I'll take some deep breaths into my nose and I just feel like this time of year there's just so many fresh smells around when you step outside especially if you're getting some like spring rain throughout the night and then you step outside in the morning and there's kind of like that dewy fresh rain or like post rain type of smell and what you can do is like smell something and that could be nature or like I said before, a candle or an essential oil, something that smells good or registers as smelling good for you. And once again, when you smell that, noticing what happens inside. And what I notice when I inhale, when I go outside after the rain and smell that like post rain smell, I actually feel kind of like this childlike quality inside of me. It kind of transports me back to childhood when I would go out for recess in elementary school and there would be similar smells there too. So there's kind of like this light, playful, pinging energy inside of me. And just noticing that brings this regulation and sense of like here and now into the system and also safety because we're focusing on something that feels good for us. So that is sense of smell. And then the 
sound we can talk about. So another one of mine, again, it has to do with the changing seasons, but there's a lot more birds and birds singing and chirping whenever I'm out for my walks. And that has been a huge resource of mine lately as well. And so I would just encourage you to notice if there's any sounds whether that's in your house or when you're out in nature and it might be the birds but it maybe you're walking past like a creek or a stream or a lake of some sort and you can hear water trickling or something like that so noticing a sound that registers as good for you and once again noticing what's happening inside when you are able to notice something that feels good for you. And last but not least, it would be our sense of taste. And so when tasting something that feels good for you, spending some time with that taste and noticing what's happening inside when you're with that too. And whenever we do this, we are creating a resource inside of ourselves that's signaling that something is good and feels safe for us. So this is a way that we can start to connect and communicate with our nervous system rather than talking our way through things. This is a much more effective approach because like I said, this is actually the language of the nervous system. So I do want you to play around with this this week because this is a really great first tool to, or like just like a practice to kind of start playing around with if you want to start getting more into somatic work with me, or if you're kind of curious, maybe some of the first steps that some of my clients will be working on with me in session is really starting to understand the language of the nervous system and how to communicate with the nervous system as well. Now, the last thing that I do want to leave you with today is I want to remind you that it is not going to be easy to lean on a new practice, whatever that is. But if we're talking, you know, practices specifically related to today's episode, so this practice of experimenting with the different senses, your five different senses, if you want to start this experiment and leaning on your five senses and playing around with maybe which one of your five senses is most supportive for you, I want to remind you that it is going to be really difficult to lean on this new practice during a state of dysregulation. Like I said, it's honestly so difficult to lean on any sort of new practice during a time of high stress or dysregulation. And so when you're getting started with a new practice, like the one we're talking about today, playing around with your five senses, using what you find as good for you as a resource inside. I really encourage you to do this when you're actually feeling regulated. Just like I said, I do this when I'm out 
walking outside. I'm listening to the birds chirping. I'm noticing how that feels inside. I'm taking deep breaths in through my nose. I'm noticing how that feels inside. And oftentimes when I'm with Penny and she's cuddled up on me, I'm either like feeling her fur or looking at her and just allowing myself to spend some time with that. Now, in all of the moments that I described to you, I'm in a regulated state. I'm not in a state of dysregulation. However, because I have been doing this practice for so long during times of regulation, I am so easily able to lean on this practice during a time of dysregulation. And so that is what I encourage you to do. Let's start implementing this practice or this experiment since you're going to be playing around with it if it's a new practice for you but start to play around with it during times of regulation so when you feel good and that is how we can start creating a practice and like a habit that we can more easily lean on when we're in a time of dysregulation. So I really hope you enjoyed today's episode, learning more about the language of the nervous system, how to actually communicate with your nervous system and show it safety inside. And then also how to actually like create a practice that you can lean on during a time of dysregulation in like the most effective way. And that really starts with doing this when you're already feeling regulated. So thank you so much for being here again with me this week. I hope you've been enjoying these more like nervous system focused episodes. I have a lot of episodes planned or topics planned out, but I'm going to feel into what I'm feeling next week, but I will be back next week with a brand new episode. And thanks again for being here, friends. I really appreciate you. 